Yins guys, thank you for listening to the Bridge to Bucktober podcast where we talk all about them Pittsburgh Pirates and that. Today is April 3rd. There are only two more spring training games and Thursday is opening day. Let's go. I know what this season looks like for the Pirates, but if you can't get excited about meaningful baseball games, well, I don't know because I'm excited for it. I'm always excited for it. We have a lot to unpack tonight. JT Brubaker has been announced as the opening day starter. Ben Sherrington on today's broadcast said they're thinking that they'll open the season with 14 pitchers and 14 position players and that we will know publicly what the 28-man roster will be tomorrow day. Today. It's tomorrow according to us, but it's today according to everybody listening to this. You're going to know today. Josh Van Meter coming in via trade from Arizona. O'Neal Cruz. That's this week's news, believe it or not. And some other moves made this week. My name is Josh, and I'm joined always by my brother, Jake. What's up, Jake? How we doing, man? Doing all right. How's, uh, how's your week? It's been, it's been packed. It's, yeah. But it, it's, it's good. Good stuff. Getting towards the end of, getting towards the end of bowling season. I'm tired. I'm, I'm ready for that. I'm ready for that to kind of come to an end. It's a shift, great time. Shift into it. softball, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Um, so last Monday, O'Neill Cruz was optioned to AAA. Twitter broke. Fans gave up on the Pirates in the season as if the ones who hadn't already. It feels like news from so long ago, right? Yeah. AAA is done and gone. They're not at spring training anymore. Double A just left, I think, yesterday or something like that. So all those players are gone. And now you're seeing some of the super young guys playing in games and stuff like that. And which is kind of fun. You know, you see these guys and you're like, oh, hey, I get to watch. Oh, yeah, he just got outmatched big time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he just booted that ball. Yeah, I mean, that's going to happen. I mean, the, you know, they're probably so nervous. But anyway, mm-hmm. these guys are gone. And it does feel like the O'Neill Cruz stuff was just so long ago. But it was literally this week. Like, it was after. Mm-hmm. Our episode last week said, is he going to make it? So, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we... And we both kind of thought no. And then it was just like right away. They're like, he's not. Okay. Um, what are your thoughts on this? I just go straight into it. What are your thoughts on this? Just stick to O'Neill Cruz here. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm torn. I mean, I get it. Um, there's, there's, there's more of his game that needs to develop before he's major league ready. It's just hard to deny that bat. It's hard to send that bat back to AAA. But the fact of the matter is he needs reps in the outfield. Uh, Sherrington said that live. I don't know if it's an excuse or what, but it's the came out of the horse's mouth. It's got to be a fact, right? I mean, it's a fact that that's why they're doing it, right? So, I mean, this, like right. that can't be denied. Right. Whether you agree with the fact that he needs it. I The whole outfield thing is interesting to me. Because, yeah, I believe he can play shortstop at major leagues, in the major leagues right now. Mm-hmm. He's not going to be the best, but he's, he's no. going to be fine. You know what I mean? If he, if, if he plays it as well as Fernando Tatis, we're fine, right? And I know that that's kind of one of the, uh, you know, one of the things that's been tossed around. It's not about whether or not he can play short right now. It's about, dude, let's just get real with it. He's six foot seven. He's not staying there long term. It's just not yeah. going to happen. And if it does, like, 
that's the problem, I guess, when you when you try to take things from like a real standpoint, right? When you try to say, let me get real with this situation. It's never been done. That, you know, there's been a lot of baseball. It's probably never been done because it's not a great idea or it's not sustainable. You know what I mean? That doesn't mean that it can't be done. But if you're looking at it as like a realist or being reasonable about it, then you just assume eventually he moves to the outfield. Yeah. So it does make sense. You don't want him to have to be thrown to the outfield just in the middle of playing in the major leagues. Right. Now, if you can play short, this is this is where I counter that. If you can play short, you can play anywhere. Is that right? right. Is it still right? I think it's still right. I think it is. If you can play shortstop, you can play anywhere. Yeah. All you're going to be, you're not going to be learning the athleticism of right field. You're going to be learning who do I back up? (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean, there are infielders. I I doubt at that level, but there are infielders that are lost on fly balls. Yeah. Just reading the ball off the bat, getting reads off the bat. Yeah. But I feel like that's a line drive right at you. Well, the line drive right at you is hard for guys that, Play. Play. It's hard for major league center fielders. Right. Um, yeah, I just, you know, and then and then there's some people that say, well, yeah, I think he ends up in center. No, 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 no. Because if he's still good enough to play center, he's still good enough to play short. Like, this is about athleticism right. and being six foot seven and having your body wear down on you. Gravity's hard on you when you're above six foot three. It's just the truth. <laughs> yeah. Like, sorry. I There's a lot of things that, like... Hanging out with some friends, this dude walks by, and I'm like, he's probably 10 years younger than me. And immediately I was like, he's better than me because he's six foot four, he's built nice. And I'm like, I couldn't accomplish the things that that guy can accomplish. So there's a lot of things that are a disadvantage when you're short. And I'm like, what, five, nine, five, 10? When you're that tall, there has to be a balance to the world. You know, Mm -hmm. you're going to age quicker because gravity sucks. There is absolutely probably zero truth to what I just uh, went through, but uh, it's fun. But it makes sense. It's fun. But, it makes but I mean, well, you've heard, you've heard a lot, you know what I mean? Like guys that are taller, you know, it's harder on their knees or back, all those kind of things, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So you get all that. Eventually he gets moved or he just goes and plays DH, you know, or just plays DH or he goes and just DHs. Do you, do you say that? Do you say, we need a, we need some hey, American, we need American league friends to say, do you say he plays DH? Anybody out there who is listening here, which I we actually do have a few that are like diehard, like we have some diehard American Josh Klinger, shout out. He listens all the time. I gotta ask him, do you play DH or what you know, how do you even say that? You know what I mean? It's a position. It's, that's what I'm it. saying. If if because like that's the thing, like we're we're just foreign to it. Like we've just grown up watching National League baseball, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I watch it all, but like not to the same degree, you know right. what I mean? So anyway, rabbit trail already. We're starting this thing off. Awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> eventually I think that he does move. And so do you want it? Uh, the thing that they say, and this is this is the thing that I give them a pass on. Sherrington came in here, and the one thing that he said since the very beginning and that we've given him the, the grace on is that development is important and that they set up development plans that are specific to an individual and that those development plans are for the individual and the club, but more player-centric. That's the words that they've always used, right? 
Well, mm-hmm. last year's developmental plan had outfield in it. And if had he not been injured, he would have gotten that time last year and we probably wouldn't be having this discussion. Yeah. He would have gotten his outfield reps last year and we would have just been saying like, if he's still, if all things were equal and he had the outfield time in double A last year, then he probably has a better chance of cracking this. Now, then you go down to, well, but do they want to manipulate service or not? Because <laughs> whether you say manipulate is a bad word, I would think that it's usually has negative connotation to it, especially when mm-hmm. you're talking about other people, which we are here. We're talking about a person. You can manipulate something else to make it a good thing, right? But like to manipulate something that 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 affects a person usually is going to have a negative uh, connotation to it. But right now, it's within the rules. It is literally only like like an ethical thing. And then, like, how deep do you go into that? I don't know. That's literally a question. I, I don't know because yeah, I do care about that. You know what I mean? And, and we're gonna get into another situation that's gonna be similar. Uh, when you talk about individuals and what's actually good for the player. Because long-term, this probably benefits Cruz more than it benefits Pittsburgh. If they don't sign him to an extension, it's likely he doesn't move off of short until after he's traded. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You might look five years down the road and say, no, we kept him at short. Now we're dealing him, and that team's going to put him in the outfield. But he his value increases if he can do this but it's probably not even going to happen with us. Yeah. I mean, we don't know. You don't know. Cause things change, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you just never know. And you know, these, you know, you, you talk about these rosters and you talk about what's great for later and what's great for now. And anything could change. I mean, Matt Frazier was an example of that last year. Diego Castillo is an example of that this spring. We didn't think we'd be having that discussion. I mean, there's, I was even like I I was liking what Diego Castillo was doing last year. I didn't think it'd be what we saw this spring. You know what I mean? Right. And we actually thought yeah. Michael Chavis coming into spring was going to prove himself and you know what I mean? We're going to get into the infield here. So, you know, it's just the idea that anything can change, but truly, if you believe this outfield thing, if the, if this is not a cop out, if this is literally like this is part of his development plan, and and O'Neill Cruz says, yeah, I understand that this was on my development sheet and we haven't got it done yet. Mm-hmm. This is still, like, this will benefit Cruz more than it will benefit the Pirates. However, then you go to, that's just baseball. Yeah. What if we talk about financial, like, human, just in general, not like human, but like general, you know what I mean? Because this mm-hmm. does delay free agency for a year. Yeah. Possibly. Probably. So... What, where do you rule on whether it's good for the player? Yeah, it's it's tough. It, it's it's just yeah, it's a tough situation. I'm I glad like month one has to make. The that's call. what I was gonna say. I like the fact that we just get to talk about it and not have to have any of these decisions weighing on what we think. You know what I mean? Yeah. Obviously, you and I both would say like, yeah, we think he could be there, and we'd love to see him there. The power is mm-hmm. the truth, man. His power is true. Um, yeah. I think there's a lot of things, even even at the plate, that that he could get exposed pretty quickly. Uh, you know what I mean? And and I just think that because that's what that's what Major League Baseball does. Mm-hmm. They expose people. And then once they do, you have to figure out how to adjust. The balls that he's hitting out and the balls that he's swinging and missing at are probably the opposite. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he's he's not hitting a high fastball 
and he's hitting, he's golfing these balls that he really should be spitting on or swinging and missing at because they're good pitches, like to pitch, not like, you know what I mean? Right. Not to hit. So there's a little bit of that. Like, oh, if I just don't throw curveballs in the dirt to this guy for the fact that I might miss yeah. and, and have it not hit the dirt before the plate, <laughs> according to the way <laughs> his swings are, you know what I mean? Like, where do you actually, I, and I don't know that going to AAA helps that though. No. Do you have to learn that at the major league level? Or can you learn plate discipline? I mean, you can learn plate discipline at AAA, but does well, yeah. does somebody have to be... Sometimes you, somebody has to get beat down before they actually learn. Mm-hmm. So anyway, he's down. There's nothing we can do about it. So we go on and we talk about the guys who aren't yet. Um, JT Brubaker announces the opening day starter. That one kind of puzzled me a little bit. Did it? Yeah. He's okay. not looked good. Okay, yeah, I would say but, not bad, but not, there hasn't been anything. Going into spring, if you would have said, who's your opening day starter, I would have said, what's well, going to be JT Brubaker, there's no question, unless he bombs. I don't think he was bad enough to bomb, but I think he's the one that's given you the most time. You don't put the pressure on Keller, and Quintana right. is not coming in here to be the ace. No. So I think by season's end, Keller's the ace. Please <laughs> make all this work. <laughs> if it's all good, obviously everything in baseball has a wild card, right? We can say whatever we want and there's always understand that we reserve the right to be wrong in every way because baseball is unpredictable. Right. But I think by season's end, Keller separates himself as next year's ace and it is what it is. But I think right now it's got to be Brubaker. So I, this kind of surprised me that it took this long to make that decision. Yeah, and, and I'm, I was just looking at the schedule one more time just to get a before I started, you know, shooting the mouth off. But I, I think I could could do. Do you think they look into who's going to be starting opening day, like home opener? You know, that's and a they're good putting th- more emphasis on that. That's which a good would be thought. the fifth spot in the rotation. Do you but see? Would it be? Do you see Keller? Be? Right. Do you see Keller is that actually, actually starting our one that? spot? I don't. Well, you know what I mean, the thing, the other if, thing if is, is once the, the season starts, there is no. Not until you get to postseason right. is there a one spot. Right. It's but like you looking at, you know, one Keller, two Brubaker, you know, but they're setting it up as in the, Brubaker starts every yeah, day. Keller gets the the nod for the home opener. Yeah. And, and before any of the listeners are like, no, you have to have your one against their one. It's like, you can shuffle that throughout the year, especially when Pittsburgh's probably going to be looking at maybe six guys in this rotation. If not, there's going to be some weird things about it. It's going to be moving around. You might skip a start from another guy. It maybe if you skip uh, a, a Keller start at one point in May to bring up somebody to make a start and then back down or even out of the bullpen to make a start. And then all of a sudden Keller is facing their number one or, or the other way around, you, you know what I mean? You do something and it skips and somebody else is face Cause you don't, you're going to, there's going to be times where you've played different amount of games than the team you're going to play. I just don't think that this team this year needs to be worrying about whether your one is against their one. This year is about development. Mm-hmm. This year is about however you think you're going to play in April, making sure that in May you play better than you did in April, and in June you play better than you did in May. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like this is a growth year. And I think that there's going to be ups, there's going to be downs. I think we understand the reality of that. And I just sure. don't think matchups as far as pitcher versus pitcher are as important as you, the offense needs to figure out this guy the in the pitcher needs to figure out their offense. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. And I could be off base there, but that's what I kind of think in my head is like, how much of this is really that important when it comes, this rotation right now doesn't have a one. If you really want to get down mm-hmm. to it No. And until Keller can actually show himself to be one, I can't give it. I can't say we have a we have an ace now. Like we've never seen it. We've seen things in spring. We see how he does today. Like we've seen two different starts where it was cutter, 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 and then the, he was great. And then the next time, like today, he came out and threw a ton of breaking balls. Actually, gave up some runs, but he was throwing breaking balls when he normally wouldn't. Yeah. And so you just he's clearly working on, he's it. clearly working on things. That's the thing about spring, which is also the thing about guys who are offensively blowing up in spring that you kind of say like, yeah, but how much of that was like legitimate when, when we had two home runs off Garrett Cole and Garrett Cole was like, yeah, I, re- I felt really good about my start. You gave up four runs in three innings. Yeah. Because he, that, he doesn't care about that. He cared about how his, they were coming out of his hand. He cared about how he was commanding them. Keller had a start a few starts ago where he said he went into the fourth inning, maybe it was just his last start before today, he went into the fourth inning and said we needed to practice uh, or we needed to see reps on being behind in the count. Literally just throwing balls to start off the count or the at-bats so that he could pitch from behind. You know what I'm saying? Like This is the things that go on in spring training, and we've talked about this before, and you just can't look at the big, you can't look at numbers. You just can't. And we're probably going to mention some numbers today. Take them as you will. They're not in like they're not the full picture. They're right. just not. There are numbers that look bad, and you're like, yeah, but they're not bad. There are numbers that look good, and you're like, how good are they? You don't know. And so yeah. there's just a lot of that. Anyway, Brubaker, congrats, man. I think it's a cool thing for him. Maybe this does something for confidence. Brubaker's still a wild yeah. card out there. He's still a wild card. We still don't really know. Right. He clearly got fatigued last year. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Sherrington also said on Sunday's broadcast that they will likely take 14 pitchers, 14 position players. We said last week we thought no shot. They'd be 15 pit- pitchers. Um, so, <laughs> I guess we're wrong. Um, I wonder, though, because Greg Allen left the game today with a hamstring issue. Uh, Anthony Alford still dealing with a hand issue. Key Brian Hayes with a... But with an ankle, which they said he's going to be ready. They said this. They actually said that if um, uh, that if this was the regular season, he would have played through it. Like it's that minor, and so they're just like, "Well, we just take it. It's spring. We're taking our time." Mm-hmm. So he will be ready. They, but they actually did. I think it was today. Maybe it was yesterday's post game where they said we that they don't think that Alfred's going to be ready. Um. And we had to look up before we hit record to see if you're allowed to release somebody while they were on the injured list. <laughs> I see no rules <laughs> against that. So <laughs> if we have to at least DFA him to make room for somebody else, uh, we can do that. But um, 14 and 14, it looks like. I wonder, though, with the with a few guys kind of being a little banged up, if they kind of shift that saying, yeah, but we don't want to dig that deep. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I don't really know. Wouldn't it be hilarious if, like, two or three people end up on the injured list and they're like, 
all right, Cruz, you just got to figure it out. You're coming back up. <laughs> <laughs> just the, just to, you know, be totally crazy. Um, yeah, I don't really think there's much more to say on that. But as we go through, yeah. we, we're knowing that there's going to be a 14-14 mix. Um, so what else we got here? Josh Van Meter acquired for pitcher Lister Sosa. Actually don't know anything about that pitcher, which is kind of like maybe indicative of he was probably pretty far away. So like if, yeah. if we haven't heard of him, you know what I mean? Right. Um, but Josh Van Meter comes in, uh, no options. So this is another versatile, plays all the infield positions, can play your corner outfield, left-handed hitter, plays, has played a lot of first even. So there's even that in the mix, although still left-handed hitter. The left-handed hitter thing is the thing that I struggle with this the most. I just don't, I don't see – I don't – yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm going to take I, a drink. I don't, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I think I think that there's even, – even though you're you're in the majors and there's still a lot of good left-handers, there's still – there's a lot more right-handers than there are lefties. So if you have a left-handed heavy lineup, it's – I don't see that many games where it, it becomes an issue. I'm going to counter that a little bit, and then you can say whether it matters to you if it changes anything. I, But I'm not thinking of a lineup, right? When I think of bringing in another lefty like Josh Van Meter, I'm not saying he's in your lineup. He's not in your lineup. He's never in your lineup. He might get a spot right. start. But the point is, is when I'm building a bench, not when I'm building a lineup, when I'm building a bench, I'd rather have a mix. And I just feel like you've got two first basemen, both left-handed. If you were facing it, of course, Yoshi plays lefties well, but if you were facing a tough lefty, you don't have an option. I guess you have Chavis, but then you still have lefties everywhere else that Chavis could be playing for as well. So I don't know. Maybe it's, I guess what really matters is that I've called for Alfred to be gone and for Bly Madris to take his spot on the 40-man roster. Mm-hmm. That's another lefty, and he would be replacing a righty. And when Van Meter came in, I did kind of think, dang it, does this kill Bly Madris's op- opportunity to make that team? Maybe we'll talk about that later. I don't know, man. He's versatile. He's got a little bit of pop to his bat. He absolutely crushes the AAA level. So you know that there's something there with him. I just, I mean, I don't know. Um, yeah. So while we're while we're on that, let's get into the infield mix because I, I do want to segue this into the infield mix because Van Meter is in the infield mix. And Diego Castillo has really just taken us all and we've all just been talking about. I mean, like he has overshadowed the O'Neill Cruz stuff this week because mm-hmm. like what was it? Like four home runs and nine at bats or something crazy like that? Like yeah. that's an obvious hot streak. Which is why, one of the reasons why I say, let's not get, like, I love his at-bats even before that hot streak. I love the way he approaches the plate. But that is a hot streak, so we should pay attention yeah. to that. You know what I mean? That That is definitely a hot streak. Mm-hmm. The fact that he's capable of it is what makes me so excited. I mean, you still have to be capable of that. Right, absolutely. If you can do it once, you can do it again. It's not like you got lucky and hit the ball over the fence. Like, that's one thing that I just think, if you got lucky and hit the ball over the fence, it happens once. Mm-hmm. For you to do it four times in nine at-bats, or like the Rodolfo Castro thing where his first five hits were home runs, that means he can hit home runs. Mm-hmm. That's what that means. <laughs> yeah. 
Absolutely. Now, his other struggles also show that he just wasn't ready. Diego Castillo hasn't shown that. His plate approach is better than that of O'Neill Cruz. His plate approach is better than that of most of the players on the Pirates. He does look yeah. advanced. However, it's right out of the gate. I'll give you exactly where I'm at with Diego Castillo, and then you can fight me on it, because I know you want to. If he's not going to start, send him down. He, it's not like he has a bunch of seasoning at AAA either. He's played like 18 games at AAA. If he's not going to play every day, I, I don't see the reason. I don't see the reason to bring him up. Once again, a team that's hoping to win 70 to 75 games. Hoping, when I say 75, I don't even know if they can get 75, but we'll see. The thing is, is like, I, I just, if you think Diego Castillo could possibly be a piece for the future, and not just like another interesting player that could possibly become a piece. If you're convinced at this point, then I think he needs to play, not sit the bench. So take it from here. If you disagree, I mean, I want to hear it. I, I got you. And I'm going to I'm gonna agree for the most part, but he's got to play. <laughs> he, you, find, you find a way to get him in your lineup. At the major league level, he's earned it. If you can't, do what he's done in this spring training and earn a spot on a team. Have multiple spring trainings. Everybody has their own spring training. Don't bring those AAA guys to major league camp. Don't do it because you're wasting everybody's time. Get get your guys that you already have decided on that's going to make the team. Get them and play them. I see what you're saying, but obviously it. there if are. You do what he's doing and you can't earn a spot, change the format. But it ain't worth it. The only, the only, the only thing I'll say to that, and you can tell me where you're at on this, but the only thing I say to that is he's not a AAA guy that was competing for a spot. He's, I get it. He's projected to go to AAA. He has not done anything at AAA yet. I think that your guys that are competing for a spot know that they're competing for a spot, whether it's a starting spot versus a backup spot or a spot on the major league roster or the AAA roster. And there were guys this spring that were battling that battle i apparently o'neill cruz was not one of them and and i think that if castillo would not have done as well as he's done he'd be in triple a too already oh yeah he has yeah. already earned this much of a look so you know they're thinking about it yeah or else to be. or else he wouldn't still be there but i still think that i think that is over i think that's exaggerating the point we my, don't know my, what those my thoughts. Yeah, I think that's exaggerating the point that it you is. can't you can't just say don't come because then you don't even get a shot. Then you're just hoping somebody else stinks. We've got those guys too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just I I I just can't deny him and and I don't think that that's I don't think that everything. I don't think that sending him to AAA this year is denying him at all. Because you have conversations with him. If it was me and I was making the decision, who I've never had a conversation with him and I've never will probably. <laughs> if it was me saying like, you're going to AAA, then that's just like, oh, what, what's he going to think about that? But no, they sit down with these players and they say, oh, we're yeah, sending you down, but this is why. And what you did this spring has changed our plans with you. That yeah. still gets a player to say, oh yeah, I earned something this spring. I was an afterthought, and now I'm like, now I'm I'm planning on being the guy. 
this goes back to Gary when he was on our podcast saying that 10 to 14 guys are going to be different next year. Yeah. Maybe. But I do but I do agree with your point. If he's not going to play, if he's not in your lineup, you got to send him down because he's got to play. So let's talk about who is in the lineup. Hayes is ready for opening day, they've said. Now, if he okay. has a setback, obviously that alters everything. But let's assume that he's ready and he's playing third. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So now that leaves you with shortstop and second base. That's two positions. And we got Cole Tucker, Diego Castillo, Hoy Park, Michael Chavis, Josh Van Meter, if you even consider that, which to me, I don't. No. Um, but you've got all these guys. There's only two spots. Kevin Newman. There's only two spots. So let me ask you first. Do you believe? Are you buying into this? Kevin Newman had success last spring, and then he just didn't mm-hmm. have success. But this one feels a little bit different, and I know this is going to be a broken record. He changed things. So the the difference in his success this year and in the spring, as opposed to last year, he's hitting ball. He's he's striking the ball. Yeah, he's not getting these. He's not just getting hoppers that are just yeah, just rolling through, finding seeing eye singles. And I don't remember. Singles. I don't remember last spring if that was the last case. Last spring or... he was super lucky. Okay. I mean, I I remember me and you looked into it last year. He was getting super lucky. Um. Just a lot of things falling his way, hits going through that you're just like, don't know how that was a hit. Yeah, <laughs> but it was. I mean, it was not like they were errors and that they were marking hits, so they were hits. Right. But, but sure, yeah, when you're but, making but, soft contact versus hitting the ball hard. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's he seems to be swinging the bat pretty well. 2019 is an outlier season because of the juice ball kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But there are things that are still there. He had 12 home runs that year. So those are the things where you're like, yeah, maybe not 12, right? He probably didn't hit the ball hard enough to hit 12 home runs. That could have been aided by the ball and all the things that were going on, and especially the first half of the season. Mm-hmm. But, like, he was still hitting the ball. Right. And I felt like you just didn't. 2020 and 2021, he's not hitting the ball hard. He's very soft contact. Mm-hmm. And so you wonder if... If that's even, you know, and maybe a lot of 19 was some soft contact too. Balls were carrying out of the infield. <laughs> you know, I'd like, I just don't, I don't know. But the fact right. is, is like, and he did, like, he changed his swing a little bit in the spring last year and then he kind of struggled. But like, it wasn't, it was just changing a swing. This is different than that. So are you buy, are you buying or, or are you selling that there's a difference yet? It's just, it's so hard to tell. I mean, he is striking the ball better. His approach probably looks better. So I, I, I guess I'm I'm buying that it's better. So if I was to say 220 last year-ish, if I was to say Kevin Newman, I mean, I'm not asking you to, that, that he's going to come back and hit 302 again like he did in 2019 or whatever it was. Right. Can he, is he going to come out? Let's say he plays a full season this year and plays shortstop and he plays it well and he hits you 260. Is that possible? Or do you not? Is that possible? It is possible. It's obviously possible. He's done it. Yeah. Can do you think that that is? Are you buying it to that point, or are you buying two forty? Like, do you think that eventually, you know what I mean? I mean, I, I'd say two fifty is reasonable. Okay, so you're kind of you know, there somewhere in the in the in the in between that. Can he hit ten home runs? Sure. Okay. All right. But I, but I think if he is and he's not playing a full season for us. Uh, yeah, that's, I mean, I think that's kind of not what we're hoping for. There, There's like, it's like twofold. Like, I want to see him do well. I think he's a hard worker and all and those things. I like things. Kevin Newman. 
I think that like we understand O'Neill Cruz is kind of the plan. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you want that power. Kevin Newman's never going to give you that power. That's the position that this kid plays in O'Neill Cruz. We want to see this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? This is excitement. So, you know, if Kevin Newman does figure it out, I think better for us. I think, you know, the sooner the better. And maybe a catcher can come out of it. <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so likewise, Cole Tucker definitely changed a lot of things. And yeah. that approach is different. He not only physically kind of feels thicked out or thickened, you know what I mean? Like he's got more mass to him, mm-hmm. but he's using his legs a lot in his swing where before he was real handsy and just trying to slap the ball around pretty much. You buying this one? I, I am. I'm buying Cole Tucker. Okay. So if I don't go any farther, you've got Newman at short and Tucker at second. I didn't say that. I mean, I said I'm buying his new approach that he could, you know, if he if he played, he could do that. All right. But if I have a guy on my if I have a guy in my system that's going to be able to bat 290 and hit 15 to 17 home runs, I'm playing him over the other guy. I love how you you're you're like notorious. You throw out a number like 17. <laughs> that's like like you've actually meticulously ran the numbers, and I think it's going to be. I love that you do that. It's I just love it. I don't know why. <laughs> 15 to 7 I love it anyway <laughs> um, I, so Hoy Park he shows up late everybody's like how's he even going to earn a spot when he shows up late and then he shows up hits a homer in his first at bat and then just continues to have good at bats hits the ball well there's a lot of people talking about well Park's job looks like it might be safe and I'm like I don't really understand how it can't be right and I'll say, before I even get into Park and say that I'm surprised, Michael Chavis has been really bad. And I really expected to see better. Chavis needs to go. He needs time. He yeah. swings. I said this, I've said this before. He swings like he's going to land on the IL with a back injury or an oblique <laughs> sprain. Like, you can't swing that hard in the right. major leagues and expect to have. And I don't know what he's doing. I don't know if this is like a, if it's always been this way. And actually we watched the Boston game and, you know, uh, I think that that was the day it was on MLB network or I had to watch it on MLB TV either way. And it's the Boston announcers. And they're even saying like Michael Chavis swings and misses. And we know he never gets cheated on a swing. And I was like, so this has been a thing for a long time. (laughs) And I, you know what I mean? Uh, And so I don't know if like, It's another thing when you have so far, we've only played 16 games, Mm -hmm. which is another thing that goes against these guys who who are hot or guys that are struggling. When you only have 16 games, you really don't even get a picture of this. Like you, you really have to read in. And I just think that you you have a hard time overreacting. So maybe if I was going to overreact on Michael Chavis, I'm DFA and he's done. Right. I don't think that's in the cards. He does have an option. You could send him down and you know what I'm saying? Like, but it's been bad. So does he automatically get a spot on this roster? I'm telling you right now, if I'm picking between Hoy Park and Michael Chavis, it goes to Hoy Park. Absolutely. Hands down. There's no yeah, way I would go close. with Chavis. And I'm not and I'm not like, you know, people are people and these players are people. So like I'm not mm-hmm. gonna sit here and say Michael Chavis is never gonna figure it out. Right. I mean, right. like he certainly could. He absolutely could. There is no way that 16 games, I don't even know, has he even played 16? He's played in nine games. 
How in the world could I even come up with an opinion on somebody after nine games? I can't, but neither can anybody. They have to go off of what they see. And if I'm picking between Park and Chavis, Chavis goes down. Mm-hmm. Park, has, of the time. Park has played in eight games. So there's only one different, even though he showed up late. Right. I, but in my opinion, because we're talking about bench spots, my bench is Chavis, Park, and Van Meter. It's not going to be Castillo. And in my opinion, okay, let's just say this. Regardless of my opinion, I believe Kevin Newman's a shortstop. Do you believe that? Are, I I, are they I, I, going I, to do something different is the question I'm asking. Not if you would. Right, right. I know, I know what you mean. Um, I think so. I, th- I think he's going to be, and, I, and Diego Castillo is going to go down. I'm actually not convinced Diego Castillo is going down because I don't think that they'll he's do the right play. thing. I, that that's what I don't think they'll do right. I think that they uh, reward him. And if, if you're not watching on YouTube, I'm doing the like air quotes. They reward him. And you know what? Is it not a reward? I mean, the guy's going to get paid a lot more sitting on the bench than he is. So if it's a money, you know what I'm saying? Like as yeah. a person, it's still like I made it to the show. So how, where are you with what is better for me to play every day or to get paid like, quadruple the amount of money five six times the money it goes back to what you said though if you send him down you're going to have that conversation you're going to yeah that's a lot of money if he's not going to be in the starting lineup yep the conversation he will be be at times well sure you know he'll get his his mixes in there but maybe that's your thing where you say if tucker's the if tucker's a second baseman against righties and castillo is against lefties Something like that. I mean, I don't know if Castillo's better against righties or lefties or where the matchups are. Obviously, I didn't dig into that, but we know sure. that Tucker's swing is a little better left-handed. So, you know, could do you spell Tucker with it? Here's my thing: if I'm making the call, well, are we doing if I'm ma- or what do I think? I think if Newman has shortstop figured out, like if 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 they are giving that to him regardless, then my second baseman is Cole Tucker because. I need to see Cole Tucker on a regular basis, which we have never given him. We've mm-hmm. never given him the ability to play one position and just be in the lineup and get your normal days off. I'm not saying he has to play every day. Get your normal right. days off, mix other guys in, but playing the lion's share of the games at a position and giving him the opportunity for an extended period of time. Give me a month, give me two. More than a month. Give me at least a month and a half two months. If it's really awful, we start mixing it up, but he could show you that he's worth sticking around. Yeah. And then with his versatility, you know, whether it's time to just say, you know what? We're not going to go to arbitration with you, Cole. You know what I mean? You're going to have to catch on somewhere else. I think that you're going to find out that give a guy consistent at bats. This goes back to Dan Vogelbach too. When he had consistent at bats, he dropped 30 on the, you know what I'm saying? And when he doesn't, he's when he's sporadic, he's not. Well, that's obvious. Right. You know what I mean? Give a guy consistent at bats and see how much better they get, or do they get exposed? I right. think we've seen that Newman gets exposed. Now, like I said, <laughs> if we're buying into the new stuff, maybe he fares better. If he fares even generally good, he doesn't last the whole year with Pittsburgh. Right. He just doesn't. San Diego's got a bunch of catchers on their roster. Why don't we just deal them right now? Hey, you need help at shortstop. We need help at backup catcher. 
you've got four catchers on your 40 man straight swap. Let's do this. And then I think that you now have the ability to do that. Play Cole Tucker at short, play Diego Castillo at second base. You're done. Mm -hmm. Now would be the time. Yeah. Because you know, you have someone. And if you know what, if Diego Castillo comes up and he's just not cutting it and he needs to go down, that's literally okay. You have Hoy Park, you have Michael Chavis, you have Josh Van Meter. Like you will fill that spot. Yeah. And you're not going to be hurting for it. And you have O'Neill Cruz. Right. And you have O'Neill Cruz. <laughs> and then Cole Tucker, you know, has the, you know what I'm saying? Like you have, yeah, you have options. You have mm-hmm. depth that you could deal Kevin Newman now for a backup catcher so that we don't have to do that dance, mm-hmm. which is coming. Uh, but we do need to keep moving here. Ultimately, it's a tough decision and we don't have to make it. Do you, do you want to predict it? I mean, I don't. I just want to wait and see what happens. We're going to find out. Yeah, just, yeah. We're going to find out Monday. Predict it. You know what I mean? It's not worth it to me. I don't care. Like, I don't, to, I, I say I don't care what they do. Obviously, I care. I'm, I'm saying it's not my, you know, it's just not a thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we've already hinted the outfield mix. I mean, we know kind of what's going on. We did see Greg Allen, kind of a hamstring thing, listed as day to day. That's a thing that might not go away very quickly. So if it wasn't, if it was any kind of like any kind of damage, if it was just like, Hey, that felt weird. I think I'm done for the day. We're going to be, Oh, you're, you're, you're over cautious in the spring. Right. He, he was starting for me. He was, he had right field. Yeah. Yeah. Greg Allen was going to play right field for me. Yep. Or left or left. Cause they were, they've been playing them in left field and they've been playing game one. Right. They could do that. Yeah, they could do either one. I think it matters who they're thinking. I it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter. Right. Gamble, I think, is more comfortable in left. I just stay with that, but that's fine. If they want to play Gamble on right, that's their conversations. The point is, is I really wanted Alfred. I mean, he's just not. He needs to he needs to be somewhere else. If Alfred's gonna mm-hmm. work out, it's the same thing that we said when he came to Pittsburgh. As Toronto said, if he's gonna work out, it's not gonna be here. Well, we're 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 at the same place. If he's going to work out, it's not going to be in Pittsburgh. Like, let him catch on somewhere else and be okay with that. It's not going to happen here. And I know you want him for a bridge player, but Bly Madras has also played very well. Granted, against lesser pitching. Um, yeah. But the, the, the plate approach is there, and he's hitting the ball hard. So right. there's at least something there. He is 26 years old, which is the other thing. If he was a 23-year-old, I'd be like, yeah, but it's not. We don't have to rush this, right? He's 26 right. years old. I say you put him on the team. You let him be the fourth outfielder. At this point, he could, he could start because if Greg Allen's out, <laughs> just put him in yeah. the lineup. I mean, unless you do something where Tucker plays right and then you worry about your merry-go-round everywhere else. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I just say let him do it. If he plays well, then he either becomes part of your mix or he catches on somewhere else if you have to DFA him. He's 26. He's not in the plans of the future right now. So I think if he does catch on, giving him a cup of coffee lets him showcase what he can do. And if you have to make a move to cut him, because that's what some people are saying, is like, yeah, but Alfred can come up because he's expendable and you can DFA him if they need to make a move and he can go. You could kind of do the same thing with Bly Madras. Yeah. Because he has to, I mean, like at 26 years old, I just think... Give him the shot, pay him the money. Let's talk about that again. Major league contract is worth a lot more. He's at AAA without being on a 40-man roster, which means 
if this is his second year in AAA or maybe parts of his third, he's going to make like $20,000 this year. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. give him, he's going to be grateful for that. <laughs> That's life-changing yeah. difference because minimum just went up. <laughs> he's right. making $600,000 now. For the time that he's there, he's making that, you know, prorated. But that's huge. He might mm-hmm. make his yearly salary while he's there if he's there for some time. You know what I mean? He should. Right. He should. Yeah. That wouldn't be hard. But the thing is, is like, give him that shot. Yes, you may lose him, but that's okay too. And mm-hmm. if he did well enough that somebody was able to get him, then good for that guy. He can continue to make that money rather yeah. than go back to to triple a and have to you know what i'm saying like give him the opportunity it's good for bly madras yeah even if the pirates have to move on from him if he fares well he either like i said works his way into your plans which enables you maybe to move ben gamble for for you know a bigger you know you know what i'm saying like there's there's options there you got you gotta let bly come up and just see what he's got yep i agree with that and if you like I said, if you ha- if you miss out on the fact that he has to be lost to another team, good for Bly. He's mm-hmm. 26. It's time for him. It's time. We got to get rid of Anthony Alford's not going to happen here. Let him go try somewhere else. I mean, the dude's a freak athlete. It could catch on at any moment. It's mm-hmm. it's just you can only handle so much at, at your spot. Right. Uh backup catcher Update, Taylor Davis was released and re-signed. His contract status means, not not recently, he was released last year, re-signed this year. His contract status means he can't be with the team until May 15th anyway, so it's really between Michael Perez and Jamie Ritchie. If I sound bored, that's because this is the most boring position on our team. Yeah, there's nothing to be excited about at all here. We are going to literally go into this, and let's me and you argue. I think it's Michael Perez, and he hasn't earned it. I but I think it's, it's Jamie him. Ritchie. There you go, and he hasn't earned it either. So we got two guys who haven't earned a spot who are – it's going to be one of them too. Well, so Michael Perez hasn't earned – like, Jamie Ritchie hasn't earned it. Michael Perez has blown it. He's what? terrible. So is Jamie Ritchie. He's 28 no, years old, okay. and he hasn't cracked the league yet? I don't yet? care. I don't care. It's not Michael Perez. That's how he won because his name is not Michael Perez. I, I don't want to watch it again. I know you don't. It's it's a dumpster fire. It's terrible. <laughs> I can't. I just can't handle it again. Oh. Get him out. I'm 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 done with that, that conversation. That's my thoughts. <laughs> that's that's my thoughts, and I'm, that just. Just don't, just don't make me watch him again. All right. Please. Well, I'm um, begging you, Buckos. Get used to it. He's gonna get it. Uh, if you want notes on it, Carter Bins was three for four this spring with two doubles, a walk, and a strikeout. Um, if you look at Baseball Reference, they do this thing called uh, opposition quality, which is basically a rating of like one to ten. Ten being a, the guy that you're facing was a major league regular last year, and it goes down from there. Is uh, you know. Opposition quality was uh, that of like a high A player, almost yeah, double. And Michael a. Perez's was a six point eight. Richie's is a seven point three. They both got fifteen at bats. Perez got two hits. Richie got five. Both struck out five times. Perez did walk once and hit a homer. Richie did not. He did hit a, hit a double. double, and then I some singles. Care. It's a backup catcher. I don't need him to hit home runs. Except, yeah, I agree with you. Get- Here's the thing. 
I don't even care what you're saying about a backup catcher. The point is, is these are the only two options. Right. It doesn't even matter what job they're going for. If they're the only two options, that's what, you know what I'm saying? You're just kind of saying like, oh, just put, just who cares? Put somebody there. I mean, but if you, but if you look at the paper, Jamie Ritchie beat out Michael Perez. Uh, but you don't look at the stats. You have to look at how they received, how they work with pitchers, how they played defensively. Michael Perez threw a couple people, threw a couple base runners out and, you know, defensively, there's still some upside there. It be the, what it is. The problem with this whole thing is that Roberto Perez is your starting catcher, which means this guy's going to have to play. Yeah. Roberto Perez with the injuries, recently, you're going to have to protect him. Neither one of them are great options. I know you just want to see somebody different. I'm not saying who I want. I don't want to see either one of them. I want to see a waiver claim or a Kevin Newman trade or something. I don't want to see either one of them. I'm just telling you, I think they're going to go with Michael Perez. That's what I'm saying. I think it's going to be Michael Perez. And to me, if I was making that call and these were the only two options and I had to make a call, I'd probably go with Michael Perez. I, w- I wouldn't. Only because I'm going to be scouring major leagues for a catcher to be released or DFA'd, and then I'm all over that guy, and then I'll still have Jamie Ritchie in AAA, and I'll have Michael Perez DFA'd at that point, and somebody else will pick him up. Actually, they probably won't, but then they'll just release it, right? Because you can do that. It's that same thing of the argument with, with, with Alfred. If you're curious, Yoshi's killing the ball. He's got a stiff neck, so he came out of it. I'm calling a stiff neck. Neck stiffness, it says. I wake up with a stiff neck all the time. It's probably just a stiff neck. He's probably going to be fine. And Vogelbach, uh, six for 26, double and a homer, walks, all that good stuff. I mean, those guys are just going through their motions. Uh, Yoshi though looks like he's locked in already, mm-hmm. like just good at bats. He's walked six times and struck out six times. Like to be that even like throughout a season would be crazy. So maybe Yoshi's going to be fine. Three doubles in a homer. Like the dude's just smashing the ball. Yeah. And just does it with, you know, like ho hum going about my business. Uh, maybe he's trying harder than everybody else, but the point is, is <laughs> he's done fine. So, um, starting pitching. I mean, we already said Brew Baker's there. A lot of people are 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 putting together their their little. Here's what I think. Uh, personally, I got Brew Baker, Quintana, Keller, Thompson, and I want to go Crow because I think that's what they'll do because he eats innings and I think that's valuable on a team like this. I think it. I think it could be Bryce Wilson as well. Maybe both of them. I don't see it from Peters. Um, I saw a couple tweets about this being a better start for him or better outing from him. I didn't see it. I, I really just don't see it right now from him. But you know what? I didn't see it last year, and he fared half decent, so maybe I just don't like his style. Bryce Wilson looked really bad a few starts. This last one I felt like, you know, I tweeted before this round of starts and said, hey, these are the ones to actually watch because they're going to start getting their stuff. They're going to work on less and start getting, like, fine-tuned some things and I thought whatever Bryce Wilson was doing I thought he looked a little better just in this last outing and so maybe um Will Crow seems to be pretty obviously just working on things uh much like Mitch Keller um but Thompson also definitely turned a corner on this last outing and felt like he was like yeah I mean I felt pretty good about my stuff this was the time where I kind of put some things together and that's my rotation 
So I don't know about that fifth spot, whether it's whether it's Bryce Wilson or Will Crow, but it's for me, it's not Peters and it's not anybody else. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I mean, I'm not gonna. Yeah, clog up a bunch of airtime for that. All right. Well, then that is uh, that's basically our coverage of the week and what we think is going on. We do want to take some time, and I know this is going to push us over, but that's okay. The, this is the meat and potatoes. The, these are the things we want to talk about, right? Yeah. Um, and so, like, we got through all of that, and all of that's good. If you are uh, don't care about picks and predictions and stuff like that, um, that's fine. We're going to quickly go through just, like, major league stuff, but we are going to talk about what we think about the Pirates season. And we have some predictions, like some mild and wild predictions that we did last year too. And I don't think we fared pretty, pretty very well last year. I told Jake last year, your wild predictions should be things that are unlikely to happen. <laughs> so, um, you know, but we're going to get into that right now. Um, and I'm not going to do a break. We're, we're kind of already just, we're just rolling, right? You know what I'm saying? So let's go ahead with the easy stuff. And uh, we have these things wrote down, so we could just kind of fly through some of these things, uh, you know, with less arguments. Um, but we got to make these picks. We, we think this is a lot of fun. We got to make these picks. Mine are very boring. I'll start with that. So let's go with the American League. AL East champs, who do you have? Oh, wait, I will say this. I'm going to tell you the steamer projection, okay? AL okay. East champs. Right now, Toronto's projected to win it. Who do you got? I got the Blue Jays. I have Toronto too. The offense is good. They got some pitching. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be any of those four teams, but I'm gonna go with the Blue Jays just because I just think that. I just I love what Vladdy said. What you did got he the trailer say? Last he says last year you saw the trailer. This year you're getting the movie. Ah, that's pretty cool. Okay, <laughs> I got Jays, Yanks, Sox, Rays, O's. By the way. I didn't do the whole. I know, but I I did. So I'm just gonna fly through those though. We I just can, picked the winners. We can write them down. Um, AL Central champs. They have the White Sox. That's what I had too. Yeah, we were gonna be very boring. I had the White Sox. I actually believe in the rotation. I think that Harrison helps, and uh, I think this is a wild year. I got Sox, Twins, Guardians, Tigers, Royals. AL West champs. They got Houston. I got Texas. Oh my god. You're like that in. Did. You're that like in on Texas. Did. Their offense is gonna be. Their offense is gonna be good. All right, I have a, I have, I have the Angels, and I know that this is the pick. One of these days, you have to land with this. It's probably gonna be Houston, but I got the Angels, and if, if uh, this is my upset pick. Form. That's the thing. Is Cindergard enough? Um, but right. I gotta have one. Um, a lot not to like here in this in this division, though. I have Halos, Strohs, Mariners, Rangers, A's. So I got the Rangers in fourth. You have them taking the division, dude. I, just, I I'm just trying. I'm trying to be, I'll, that pick. I'll be honest. I was just trying to be different. I know, and that's actually where I was at. Too. I wanted to take a shot. So far, by the way, I think I was exactly what the steamer projections were one through five for the American League, except for I had Angels one, Strohs two, and they had Strohs one, Angels two. So I think that that's the only one. Um, and I believe I don't, I don't even know. Wild card teams, you got three of them. You don't have to give them in order. Just who's your three that make it? Um, going to the AL East to any of those four teams, I I have the Yankees and, and Red Sox making it. And the Angels. Okay. 
So, so we're actually have the Angels in the mix. We actually almost have the same thing. I think it's interesting that you have the Astros completely missing the playoffs in this scenario. That's crazy to me. So I have the Astros, but I also have the Yankees and Red Sox. So we also both have the Rays missing the playoffs in this. Uh, by the way, Steamer is all AL East, Yankees, Boston, Rays. So we, uh, I think the Rays miss out this time around. But if all those teams are that good, they're going to eliminate one of them. Um, I mean? Yeah, except they all get to play Baltimore. <laughs> yeah, no, but <laughs> anyway, anyway, um, for me, it was Trevor Story. When Trevor Story went to Boston, I, the, to me, that was a huge jump. All right, National yeah. League. This is the big one, obviously. The major leagues. Um, that's hilarious. NL East champs. Steamer has Atlanta. Got Atlanta. <sighs> Braves. I hate this pick. Um, I had the Mets as the pick that I hated. Like, I had it written, I hate this pick. I'm picking the Mets. And then DeGrom's out. Now Scherzer's missing opening day. And I'm just like, yeah, it's not going to be the Mets. <laughs> They're gonna. They always find a way to lose. I was just thinking, let's give it to them this year, but I can't. So now I have to stick with the steamer projection and go with the Braves, and it's boring. But I really like the Schwarber Castellanos thing in Philly, but they lost Kutch. So did they really upgrade? Part of that's a wash. Um, I have Braves, Mets, Phillies, Fish, Nats. This isn't gonna be a popular opinion, but did you just compare Castellanos and McCutcheon? Maybe, maybe I did Schwarber. I like that because <laughs> Castellanos is definitely an upgrade from today's McCutcheon. Fair enough. Castellanos. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. How I don't he... like him. Didn't say McCutcheon, I didn't like him. McCutcheon say also I like him. plays a difference in a lot of ways. Yeah. And maybe Castellanos does too, but I wasn't comparing those. I was just saying, okay, you know, okay. There's a lot to like on. there, but no, I was not comparing. I was actually thinking maybe Schwarber, but. Uh, I even like Lindor a lot. I think he bounces back. The Mets don't get it. Not yeah. now. NL West, they got the Dodgers. I got the Dodgers. I got the Dodgers, duh. Uh, the, the the rotation's ridiculous. The lineup is, you know, ridiculous. The Giants are not going to win 107. No. And they won't do that again. The Rockies added Chris Bryant, and I was like, that, so? You let Story go. Right. You, did, you did nothing. You probably right. downgraded from Story to Bryant. In my opinion, yeah. So, I have um, what do I have here? Dodgers, Friars, Giants, Snakes, Rocks. Like the Rockies are. Chris Bryant was a dumb signing. Why? Why in the yeah. world would you pour that kind of money into a team that stinks? Right. Maybe, I don't know why he accepted. And, and maybe that's maybe that's an unpopular opinion, especially in Pittsburgh. Would we have liked Chris Bryant to come here for? I mean, we're actually in a better spot than the Rockies anyway. Right. So maybe it would have even helped us more, but. I just wonder why that was even a thing. But anyway, uh, wild card or no NL central. Now this one, did you do the whole thing? Because I thought maybe we would do the whole thing for this one. I didn't. Okay. Who do you got? They have Milwaukee. Milwaukee. You have Milwaukee. I have Milwaukee, I have Milwaukee too. Um, I think the Cardinals will be in it late. Um, but Cardinals could possibly get in if Yelich doesn't be Yelich again. If Yelich is back, they don't stand a chance. It's not even close. Yeah. I mean, they added McCutcheon. They added some other things. Their pitching is so good right now. I think mm-hmm. Keston Hero bounces back. I think they're just a very strong team. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot here. So I actually I took notes on the whole thing because I, last year we did the entire standings of the Central since it's ours. 
Uh, I have Milwaukee, St. Louis, Cincinnati, Chicago, Pittsburgh. Nope, that's what the steamer has. I have Cincinnati and Chicago flipped. I have Milwaukee, St. Louis, Chicago, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh. Wow. Um, if I'm just going to do this all on the fly. I've not prepared this, but I'm going to say Milwaukee, St. Louis, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, Chicago. Chicago stinks. They added more to the starting pitching. They made some they made some additions to the offense that were a little bit surprising. I don't think that they're and Cincinnati has to start off without their two starters who aren't going to be there at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Uh, and they just they just lost Castellanos, they lost Wade Miley, they lost Well, I think all three of those teams they end up not great anyway. Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't I think they're I think, all under 500. Yeah, absolutely. And they're probably close. I I just that's what I think it's going to be. Yeah. But Chicago I think is better than than people think they are. That's, that's just what I think. Clint Frazier is going to blow up. <laughs> All right, so wild who do card. you got? Who do you got in the wild card? They have the Mets, the Padres, and the Phillies. That's mine. Yeah, me too. So we basically <laughs> line up exactly with Steamer here. Yeah, and I did not even look at the Steamer predictions. No, when okay. I did these. <laughs> All right, well, that's the way it is. Uh, Giants are not even making it. They're a huge step yeah. back for me. I think that they outplayed themselves last year. Uh, I think that the Cardinals Losing are out. Losing a big deal. Yeah, I think the Cardinals are out because they're already down Flaherty and Reyes at least to to start it. So, you know what I mean. When you start seeing that yeah. kind of stuff, I think, I mean, the Padres obviously are going all in. The Mets are still deep, even though they have some pitching that's down. I think they're finally going to hit the ball. Yeah, but um, and I like the Phillies still. Like I still think they're good. Just yeah. think that they kind of stayed as good as they were. In, in a sense, yeah. I, you know what I mean? Like there was some things anyway. All right. World series pick, uh, fan has the Dodgers at a 15.5% chance Toronto to 12.1% and Atlanta at a 10.3. Who you got? I got the Dodgers. <laughs> That's the easy. They're button. just so good. They're just so deep. That's the easy button. Then they uh, added Freddie. I was totally going white socks on this. Right, I was just saying there. I'm going White Sox on this. I think there's something about it. I think something changes. I'm going White Sox, and then they traded Kimbrel, and like 15 minutes later, Garrett Crochet's out for the year. And I thought, nah, nah, that's the playoff run. You just where lost. Did they, where do they trade Kimbrel to? To the Dodgers. The Dodgers. And and you win a lot of postseason games with a bullpen, and they just lost two huge bullpen pieces that I was considering part of their run in the playoffs and I thought well now World Series I can't see that happening yeah uh Milwaukee Toronto Atlanta I can see those three teams are are the teams I would like to pick now I just say if, if I'm just gonna if I'm gonna pick the easy button is the Dodgers they're just so good they're just so good yeah all right um awards let's go a little quicker through this one who do you got for MVP I got AL Otani this NL one, a little tricky. I got Matt Olson. Yeah, of course. He's gonna he's he's gonna come in and fill in that spot. He's he's gonna hit forty five home runs this year. All right, I got AL Vlad. NL. This is a weird one for me. It's gonna be controversial. It's gonna be Soto, even though they're in dead last. Not dead last in the league, but in their division. He's just too good. It's, that's a, yeah. I mean, it's a good pick. Yeah, I don't like MVPs coming out of the cellar, but I think his numbers yeah. are gonna be there. 
Um, by the way, they had Otani as the best odds, then Trout, then Vlad. Soto has the best odds, then Acuna, and then Harper and Betts. So, um, Acuna is not going to be ready. He's going to miss the first month. Is he really? I thought he was ready. All right. Cy Young, they got Cole, Bieber, and Ray in order for the AL. They have DeGrom, Scherzer, and Burns in the NL, which is very interesting. It's certainly not going to be DeGrom. He's probably going to miss about half a season, but. Yeah. Who do you got here? I, I got I got in the AL, I got Cole. He's finally going to win it. It's been so close so many times. He hasn't got one yet, right? I thought he just He's got one. He finished second. Did didn't he? Didn't he finish second? Robbie Ray won it last year. Yeah, maybe he didn't and get one Verlander yet. the year before. Yeah, all right. Um, Dang it, that actually the, might change the, my pick. In the NL, I don't have any of their guys. I got Julio Urias. Dang it. We are, That's who you picked, too, huh? No, but we're way too Dodger-friendly here. I got Bueller. Dude, they're that good. I got Bueller. Bueller. And I got Giolito. Bueller. I got Giolito. But I was high Giolito. on the White Sox when I went through this, but I, I got Giolito. He's a stud. It's not a bad pick. But I might be back on that, though. I might be on the coal train again because you said that. Anyway, um, rookie of the year. I, I, I got to change mine. I didn't change it. Oh, no, I don't have to change it. I got an or there. I'll just say the other one. Who do you got? I got Torkelson. That's hilarious. I had Riley Green, but now he's going to miss some time. It still could be Riley Green, which is also Detroit. It still mm. could be Riley Green. They did announce Torkelson's on the team. Yeah. Um, have they announced anything about Bobby Witt yet? I haven't noticed. It's Witt, Torkelson, Adley, Rutschman is the three for the AL. I was going Riley Green, but I think I'll just go Witt. Because Riley's going to miss some time. So I'm, I'm going Bobby Witt. NL, they had O'Neill Cruz, um, uh, uh, Suzuki dude, right? And uh, and Kiebert Ruiz, which I was really surprised that, that they had Kiebert Ruiz that high. But what do you got? I have O'Neill Cruz. You have O'Neill Cruz as the rookie of the year. All right, guys, I you have, heard it I, here. I can expand upon that later. Okay. Um, I've got Kiebert Ruiz. Um, which unfortunately was a guy he's that the, he's the catcher for the nationals, right? That went over in the, in the Scherzer and Trey yes! Turner deal. he's another okay. Dodgers guy. Gosh, dang it. <laughs> dang but it. I can see that say a Suzuki. I can see that. Yeah. You know me. And, uh, I tend to not believe any of those players until they do it. Yeah. I've seen too much of the Yoshis and, and, um, and things like that. I just, I just, I have to see it I, to be that much. And and gung, and jung, jung, kind of, jung. yeah. I just, I just don't. Jung-ho. I also hate that that like you can play professional baseball for some years and then come over and still be considered a rookie. Like, I just kind of think that's unfair too. But anyway, I don't even know how old he is, so I, I'm I'm speaking out of turn right there. So don't don't hate me for that. I, I'm admitting <laughs> that. Uh, you know what I mean? That's just my. Yeah. Uh, he also plays for the Cubs, and so I'm going with Keeper. Mm-hmm. I don't know how long it's been since a catcher won it. Watch it be like not very long. But anyway. All right. So let's get into the real deal here. Pirates record. DraftKings Sportsbook has the Pirates at 65 and a half. Fangraphs projections has them at 68 and a half. So what is your... Should we save this one for last? I mean, you already brought it up. Yeah, but... But you go first. Oh, I go first. Yeah, I've went first every time. Oh, that's a good point, but all right. I will go with 
70 and 92. I think a 10 game jump is asking a lot. We got nine games better from 2020 to 2021. Um, if you look at like the percentages and if we would have played 162, um, I can't think of a position other than second base that we actually got worse at, to be honest with you. Um, and a half a season of Frazier really wasn't like a dangerous thing. So if Tucker's swing is there, he could kind of, or if it's Diego Castillo or, you know what I mean? Then you can kind of make up for what we saw at second base last year. I think if Newman's better than Newman last year, I think Key Bryan was injured, so you'll probably get a better Key Bryan. You still have Reynolds, you, and then Gamble is better than what we had in left field at the start of last year. Yoshi's better than what we had at the start of last year at first base. We didn't have a DH, that's better. So, and right field was, I mean, we had, we had Anthony Alford, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, that's a, but at catcher, I think Stallings and Perez, I think it's, they're pretty similar. So I just don't see a lot of like, I don't see us getting a whole lot worse at very many places. Right. I think that guys grown up a little bit, you know, if Keller figures this out, if we see some Ronzi, if we see some O'Neill Cruz, I think that, you know, 70 wins, that's nine game increase again. So I got, you're going to 77 and 85. Yeah. You're super like, I love being positive. You're really there. I I bet. My my mild and wild predictions. We'll back this come up. Into, come play to here. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I just think it like Polanco in the outfield. You don't have that. You're going to be upgraded from that. You know what I'm saying? You ran last year with Tom, with Nagowski, with Fowler, with Will Craig, with the Todd father. Like those things. Troy Stokes Jr., Ildemardo Vargas. Wilmer Defoe's probably a step up somewhat offensively on some of these guys, but like if you're only missing out on Stallings, Moran, Frazier, and Defoe, I feel like you're already made up for that. Yeah. With not anybody individually as good as Frazier, but like guys that maybe do some more damage than Frazier. Right. So, yeah. Polanco and Moran were number two and three on the team in home runs with 11 and 10. Maybe more on that. All right, I have a lot of notes on how I came up with 70 and 92. I don't think they're below that. I think the potential is to be above that. I mean, obviously, if some crazy, anything can happen. They could go back to yeah. 61 if a ton of people get hurt. Right. And you don't know what happens after. If Yoshi's doing well, then we have a little bit of a better record. We trade those guys off and we drop back down. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully, if Yoshi's killing it, we can deal him. And I know a lot of Pirate mm -hmm. fans are like, why would we trade him when he's good? Because that you don't want Yoshi ten year, you don't want Yoshi in two years to play first base. You want right. somebody better than that. So move him now when you're not doing good. So I, I think that it evens out a little bit. We either struggle before and then get better when we bring guys up, or we struggle or we play well, trade guys off, and then maybe struggle in some positions that we hurt in. So anyway. Um I still subscribe to the fact that it's very hard to lose a hundred games over and over, like back to back. And they've yeah. basically already done that. Their 2020 yeah. record, if stretched out, was 110 losses. 101 last year. I just think that's incredibly hard to do. Yeah. All right. So now we have our mild and wild predictions. And 
this was harder year and I wrote more down that I'm, I'm maybe not even in love with. Um, and some of them have to do with, I had a bunch of over unders that we were going to go over, but because of all the stuff that we wanted to talk about with spring training and stuff like that, I cut all that stuff out. So we're not doing near as many as we did last year. Um, but let's go, let's go and give me, give me a mile. Let's start with our miles. We'll go back and forth. How many do you have? I just have, I just have. All right, I'll start off. Um, My first mild prediction is that Mason Martin makes his MLB debut this system or this season, maybe not until September, but does get his first show homer. And I, that has to be like, like some things have to move, but like if Yoshi and Vogelbach are both gone, I feel like, Hey, let's give him a cup of coffee. So, both no, I, let me give you a couple. Let me give you a couple since both you're mine might be wild. Okay. Well then I'll actually. definitely go a couple. I think yeah, that give me a couple. I might be able to come up with another. Mile all right. I think Cole Tucker doubles his career home run total this season, which his career home run total is what? Five. It's five. I think he hits 10 and I'll double down on this one. He also doubles his single season bests of games, doubles, RBIs, extra base hits, which is mild because if he doubles it in games, he's probably going to double it. But he has to. The most games he's ever played in a single season is 56. We haven't really even seen him. And that was a year where we were throwing him all over the place. Yeah. And really, he wasn't there. And last year, I feel like it was kind of like, he just didn't get a shot to actually get solidified. We yeah. have to give him that shot, That which is why I'm kind of like, Diego, can you just wait? I have to see if we can get something out of Cole Tucker. Yeah. But that's the only reason. But anyway, um, I only have one more. So what do you got for your last mild? Uh, Ronzi Contreras is in the rotation before year's end. I'd say that's a mild prediction. I think that's I think that's fair. Um, so my last mild prediction is we see six MLB debuts this summer. And I think I'm pretty mild on this because there's about 15 guys who have some sort of shot. Yeah. In, you know, with Diego and CSN and Sawinski and Swaggerty and Madris, which is a possibility. Matt Frazier, probably not, but like things are weird could happen. Cal Mitchell is another one that's like crazy. You know what I mean? Like to me, those are wild, a little more wild, but like the fact that there's any sort of shot with injuries of something. Carter Benz, Jamie Ritchie. Kyle Nicholas, who I really liked his outing, but yeah, Majinski, well. Mejia, Burroughs, Bolton, Florencio, like there's a lot of names who have a shot, like especially pitching, anything can happen. And some of these guys are like, hey, next year they're going to be rule five eligible. So does that speed up? Like if there's injuries, like, oh, let's add him now. And we're just talking about a debut. It could be two days in the show and back down. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. Yeah. So I and I only called for six of of all those. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, Cruz. Well, no, Cruz already made his, so that's not in Rosie. Right. So that's not. I'm calling for six. I think there could be six of them. Okay. I could also. Oh, like, you know what? I mean, I'm this, sorry. This let me let a... me go. Let me go, let me do this real quick because it's part of that six. Because there's also those types of guys pitching wise, like Solcer and Vo. I think is how you say it. Vo, the lefty with the V I E. A-U-X-V-O, and Eckelman. These are guys that are like a little bit older, not on the 40-man, and I could see them calling these guys up for short stints and then just DFAing them if they need to because, hey, if I think this might be a two-week thing and I have to DFA a guy, I might call up one of these guys instead of one of the younger guys that I don't want to DFA. You know what I mean? Like a Michael Burrows or a Majinski or something. You know what I mean? 
So anyway, that's why I say six. I think we could see six debuts. All right, so is that it for you for a while or for mild or? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I could see, I could see Yahure make in the rotation before the end of the year too. Okay. I, I right. can see us giving up on some arms. Yeah, for sure. Wild predictions. I had a really hard time with this. Um, I struggle to Cruise come up hits, with any. Cruz hits twenty plus. Okay. Well, I, um. That could be a mild prediction because if you look at the steamer, he's projected to hit 20 home runs. Well, I they also project him to be, but yeah, they also project him to be in the starting <laughs> on, on opening day, but he is projected to hit 20 home runs. Yeah. <clears throat> but we know he's not going to get a full season. They have him projected at 99 and a half games too. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. They haven't projected at 102 games. So they think that he can hit 20 and a hundred. So that's I'd still not where I'm at. So I mean, that that could have been mild, according to Steamer, you know, to remember Fangraphs or whatever. I got those numbers. All right. So I have Nick Gonzalez makes his debut this fall. I think it could be another cup of coffee at the end of the year as a mm-hmm. reward. And I have Mitch Keller strikes out 200 batters. I have Mitch Keller wins 15 games. Yeah, because you care about that. <laughs> wow. Of course I do. <laughs> A lot of people don't. It doesn't matter, though. That's still a statistic that can be a wild prediction. And actually, I think that falls under wild because that means the Pirates are winning more games than they're not. Which is why I had him at 77 and 85. Because you've got Cruz hitting bombs and you have Keller winning games. Mitch Keller's never struck out 100 hitters. Um, That's why this is on my wild. I told you before, this is why Cruz hitting 20 is a mild prediction. These wild predictions should be very hard to accomplish. I don't think that Nick Gonzalez will, that's why this is under wild. I don't think they'll do it. But it's wild if he does, and super exciting. Mitch Keller, 200 batters, that's wild. Uh, And so, like, I don't think he does. I think it's more around 150. But if he locks it in, dude, that's a wild prediction. All right, go ahead. Is that all you have? Yeah, that was my two. I I guess they're both mild. Yeah, well, no, what was the other one? You 20 plus for Cruz. Oh, that's right. No, the second one wasn't. 15 wins is a wild prediction. That's a wild prediction. That's a lot. That means they're winning half of his starts and he's winning them. That's a wild prediction in my opinion. And it could happen, I guess, but it's still to me seems wild because that means even if he deals, they've got to score more runs than the other team. So, (laughs) you know what I mean? And then, and it could get to the point where you're also facing their ace in that game. So, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's a wild one. I have, as a wild one, someone on the Pirates throws a complete game. I don't think it'll happen. <laughs> that's a wild prediction. And the Pirates do not finish dead last in homers this season. They would have needed 21 extra home runs last year to make this happen. They'll get they'll get the 21 extra home runs. I, I believe that. Yeah, but now you don't know what the other teams are going to have. But so you, you get what I'm. I, yeah. I see them hitting more. I mean, that's a lot again, of home runs to make up. But if Cruz comes up and hits homers and Vogelbach and Yoshi, like a full season of Yoshi's going to add some homers. Yeah. So yeah, maybe. And if Cole Tucker, he hit like what two? If he hits ten, start adding them up. Mm-hmm. I think Brian Reynolds is where yeah. Brian Reynolds is going to be. Ben Gamble showed more power. Yeah. Alfred or not? Alfred, Perez sorry. has more power than Stallings. Allen. Allen, yeah, Allen. I don't he's think that Greg Allen's real. Yeah, but I don't know that he's really going to hit more than you know six or seven. 
he's just he that was rare i think maybe not i could be wrong i don't really know a ton about him before this but he seems like he's not really a power guy but but perez has more power than stallings key brian with a full year and not kind of banged up is going to hit maybe a few more maybe 15 you know what i mean if he's not banged up yeah Ooh. you guys pick up on that i did you're not alone I wouldn't go to say like injury prone yet, but no, not yet. But I, yeah, I mean, I hear you. Let's see. All right, by next week, do you think we have an extension for Key Brian Hayes while we're on it? Ooh. How's that prediction? Uh, no. How about Brian Reynolds? I hope it's not going to happen Mm-mm. next year. Will they trade Brian Reynolds this season? No. Asking price is so high, as it should be, no one's going to pay it. I'm going to give you a couple of these rapid fires. Are you ready? Does Roberto Perez catch 100 games? Yes. Does Yoshi hit 20 or more? Yes. Vogelbach more than 15? Absolutely not. Oh, does he hit one in the river? No. (laughs) Can Newman hit better than 260? No. Can Tucker hit better than... That's a trick question. I know. Can Tucker hit better than 230? Yes. Hayes, they have him projected as 17 home runs. You over or under that? Under. Can Quintana be as good as Tyler Anderson? (laughs) Yes. Oh. And Mitch Keller, like I said, has never had 100 strikeouts in a season. They project him at 118, but will he get to 150? Yes. All right. Will the following players be on the roster after the trade deadline? (laughs) Quintana. No. Newman. No. Yoshi. Yes. Vogelbach. No. Uh, ben Gamel. Yes. Brian Reynolds. Yes. Okay. I got Ben Gamble. No. Yoshi. No. Vogelbach. Yes. Newman. Yes. Somehow uh, I have him still on the team. Do I have him still on the team? I do. I probably would change that. Quintana's a no. He's either released or traded. All right, cool. That's all of them. You got anything else? Nope, I'm good. All right. I think I'm about in the same boat as you then. Guys, this has been a lot of fun. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to our little predictions. We'll let you know at the end of the year how awful we were. Unfortunately, this year, we're going to be right in line with Steamer on the standings, so we're about as good as they are. Uh, I feel like it's a super cop-out, right? Yeah. <laughs> but whatever it is what it is we'll uh maybe we'll try to come up with something a little more dicey next year and try to get everything more wrong but (laughs) hey guys opening day this week super excited about that yes let's go bucks let's go bucks Thanks for listening to my dad and Uncle Jake on the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. Follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Bridge the Number Two Bucktober. Don't forget to subscribe so you know when new episodes are released. Clear the deck, cannonball coming, and let's go, Bucks!